Welcome to Animorphs Anonymous, the podcast where we no longer talk about Animorphs because we've already done that. But we're not ready to say goodbye to Catherine Applegate and Michael Grant. Turns out they wrote more books. What? Books that we will be reading and casually discussing? You bet. Join us on the 1st and the 15th of each month as we morph into the Apple Grant Book Club. beans ah oh, beans <laughs> where did that come from I, I don't know there was something about beans in the 90s i think it was like cool beans was a thing yeah and then... cheetos frijoles oh it came from that's commercial. just cool beans in spanish oh uh, <laughs> i was like oh yeah that's probably a food item from the 90s no nope. no nope. i no nope. nope. just that's, how does it cool beans in spanish that's a different language casey yeah you dumb bitch. <laughs> no! It's a stupid thing to say in Spanish! What is happening? I don't know. I don't know. Um, this energy? I don't know. It's so aggressive. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. Beans. Beans. What kind of beans is the best kind of beans? Jelly. Suspended in jelly. <laughs> no! Like it's the liquid that holds the beans in the can. Ah, yes, the bean liquid. <laughs> the bean jelly, as it were. I love it when I get my beans fresh from a can and spread the jelly no. on toast. Yes, those gelatinous beans. <laughs> Listen, we talk about gelatin so much on this fucking podcast at this point. This is our what? natural progression. Why does the gelatin keep going? I don't know. <laughs> uh, oh no! I don't know if we announced this on the podcast, but gummy bears are also not vegetarian. So They're not, for, so everyone knows. Yeah, they yeah. ate a lot of bear meat this past week. Marshmallows are also not vegetarian. Just because, just because it's not. Meat doesn't mean it's not meat, you know? Mm-hmm. That's what, that's what grandma always said. <laughs> Just because not meat doesn't mean not meat. There we go. That's a t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. The wise words of Grandma Mac. Cover my toes, and just because it's not meat doesn't mean it's not meat. <laughs> Of our poor old woman's toe. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm like not about to drink my liquid because I don't, I don't want something bad to happen. Yeah, yeah, you don't want to spew it all over your daw, your digital audio workspace. My daw, your daw. I is that a thing? <laughs> is that an acronym? Yeah, I think it's it's used uh, anytime you use like formal editing software. Like Studio One has, and I don't know that I'm actually saying all of the words right, but I think it's digital audio workspace. 
And uh, it's your or desktop audio workspace. I think it's digital audio workspace. But yeah. When you use when you buy fancy editing programs, they talk about your DAW, and that's what they mean. It sounds dirty. Yeah, yeah, it kind of does. Any acronym in the possessive form could be anything. It you could know? be. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, I learned. We're learning all about acronyms today. Oh yeah, we are. Fubar, and snafu, and snafu, and state of the union. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yep. I don't even know. Snafu is my favorite because I didn't realize for a long time that it was an acronym. Yeah. I just I just, I call it like like a. I don't know. Like, oh, there was like a an audio snafu or there was a scheduling right. snafu. But it it doesn't really apply if you actually break it down into the acronym. Or yeah. Well, it kind of, I mean it could if everything's always fucked up. If you're like, "Listen, it's a scheduling snafu." And if I'm like talking about scheduling with like the same people that are always fucking up scheduling. True. Then it's a snafu. Yeah, it's a contextual thing. Um Yeah. But I had been using it as, like, an error. Oh, same. So. I had no idea. Like, literally until probably, I don't know, probably I was in, like, college. I did not realize that was an acronym. And I didn't realize, like, it had fuck in it. So, like, I didn't realize that if somebody knew that that was an acronym, uh-huh. they could be like, oh, boy, Here's a 15-year-old saying something to me about a snafu and, like, holy shit. Like, you know, say it to your teacher or whatever. Yeah, right? This this child swore without swearing at me. I'm offended. Hey, in this country. Yep. (laughs) That's it. End (laughs) sentence. (laughs) End sentiment. Yeah. Well, Uh... I didn't know what snafu was, I think, until we read these books. Oh yeah, I I think I only knew because again my obsession with like first person accounts of World War Two books. We're all learning and growing as humans and people and things. Yeah, that was the loudest <laughs> smile I've ever smiled. <laughs> Sound of the lips moving. <laughs> I hate it. I hate no. it. Okay. No more. No more. It's like the mouth of Sauron. Sauron. <laughs> no. Nope. The lip smacking noise. I hate it. I fucking. I hate. I hate everything I just did. Oh, God. I'm horrified at myself. The mouth sounds, sounds, sounds. Sounds, sounds, sounds. Ow, ow, sounds. Oh, my God. I fucking. I shouldn't talk about this. But. But I'm going to. But. So. <laughs> Just I, anytime, anytime on D and DB that we are playing and we are talking to Axumilly and he starts playing with sounds and like Austin has to role play that is fucking delightful to me. Uh-huh. All the mouth movements too, because it's not just the noises; it's like the blah, like so good. I usually have it so on while I'm good. working, so I don't see. Oh man, the- there's full like <sighs> okay. mouth movements. It's great. I've been thinking about going back and like re-binging D&D B 
honestly. Me too, because I have to fix my notes because oh. they're they're different now. I take notes differently now. <laughs> I grew as a person, and now I need to go back. Yay! <laughs> Anyways, this has been a plug for another podcast <laughs> that I'm on. <laughs> go listen to it. Yep, Dungeons and Drake Beeps. It's I. It's I. Ay ay ay. I've all, well, I mean, I've also been wanting to like reread Animorphs as well. <gasps> Me too. Uh, I have no time for it. Neither but... do I. <laughs> <laughs> but I would love to. Maybe we should like listen to the audiobooks so we can just <gasps> vaguely report back yeah. about how good they are. I've never experienced the audiobooks before. Me either. Libby has them. What does Libby have in the Animorphs department? Libby, what do you have in the Animorphs department? It says absolutely not. Well, they're on Spotify for free, so fuck off. Oh, are they? Cool. Mm hmm. I love that. Me too. I'm not sure if it's legal, but I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. like i don't know i have like yeah it fits the animorphs community yeah like (laughs) Catherine and michael are like oh there's pdfs of all our books online Eh, that's cool go read them like we're not getting paid anymore have at it i fucking love that i yeah i i i love it what's scholastic gonna do get mad at us all right (laughs) Uh, yeah, I just love that free content. Me too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then I went ahead and like bought all the books, anyways. And I bought them when I was younger. I've I've bought several books more than one time throughout my life. Yup. <sighs> Sometimes free stuff can be a gateway and an opportunity. Like I'm mm-hmm. not saying give all your shit away for free, but also sometimes. Well, yeah, but, like, if you get into it, you're gonna buy the graphic novels. Yeah. So, you know? You know? You're gonna make a podcast about it, and Mm -hmm. that podcast is gonna spread far and wide, and then other people are gonna read it and buy it, and... Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I paid for the TV show for this podcast, so there's some more money in their pockets. For a terrible, terrible TV show. <laughs> it's worth it. It's worth it. It is. It is worth it. Oh my god. It's worth it for Boris. I hope Boris is getting like small checks for oh, like five dollars. That's from me, Boris, to you. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> well. Yeah. We read a book. Oh, yeah, we did. I'm doing the Tim thing. Where it's like, so we read a book this week. <laughs> <laughs> go I listen to Horse that. Girls. Everybody go. Horse Girls. It's so fucking good. It's it's amazing. There's also Horse Girls if you join our Patreon, where Casey is. <laughs> Plug throughout the podcast, not just <laughs> right. at the end. Sell- We're selling it. We're selling it. <laughs> Commercial breaks now apply That's to right. us. Most people do like professional breaks that they like 
other people pay for their ad spots. I just plug all of my own <laughs> shit throughout this podcast. <laughs> Uh, I love it though. I love the Tim breakdown. Yeah. So we read a book. This- so read Casey, a book this week. how are y'all this week? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're stealing the formula. Come That's at- right. Come at we're me, stealing the secret sauce. Come after us, Tim. Sue us, Tim. Yeah. Do it. And it's fine because Alex is on both podcasts, so it's like give. We can do whatever we want. It's it's a. <laughs> Or Boris of suing, where Tim can sue me, but my money comes from our podcast and it feeds right back into Tim. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm the captain now. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I don't have a clever pun name for any of these books. Though. It, it would be the same one. Well, no. Well, I don't know what this episode would be. Purple hearts can't be broken. Aww. <laughs> totally eclipse know. of the purple heart. <laughs> We're just stealing <laughs> Tim's other names. Purple hearts ring. Can you hear me? <laughs> My favorite podcast title. <laughs> no, I'm drooling. <laughs> Uh, yes anyway uh (laughs) we wrote a book and shit holy shit is this entire book gonna be about d-day no it can't be it can't be we're there now in chapter four yeah yeah holy these books wait it was 19 when was when was the first book 1942 Two? No. You haven't been there for two years. No. It's been 1943, it's right? Been, it's been like a year. So Rio had a birthday. Yeah, it's been one week since you're long. I'm ding, so sorry. Um, <laughs> so Rio joined when she was 17, because that was the whole mm-hmm. plot point. And then mm-hmm. she had a birthday in Silver Stars. Yes. Which means nothing, because that could have been like two months. <laughs> right. Well, she was in basic for at least two months, right? Yeah. So it's been so like, a couple years. There's like time skips though, like where Yeah. Man. Shit. Shit. These Shit. poor people have been just through it for years. Mm-hmm. That's oh. oh. You know what? I can pull up front lines. We can look at the timestamp. <laughs> Huzzah! Technology. I like glanced back at my bookshelf and it's like, oh no, but I'd have to take my headphones out and that sounds hard. Oh, yeah. As soon as it's, like, headphones out, I'm like, <laughs> I don't think so. Why are there, like, 17 loud cars going by? It's a car show. It's a car show. It's a car show. It's a sad it's song. It's a okay. car show at 930 in a tiny neighborhood in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Best time okay. for a car show. Yeah, so the prologue is nice. 1942 you were correct right off the bat what the fuck wait that's it's a... been a long three and a half years since then hasn't it so th- this book takes place over three and a half years wow mm-hmm. okay but it's june 1944 now so it's been like two yes. years now 
And the prologue is April of 1945. So that's when our secret author that we think is Jeannot starts writing. Yeah. Is April of 1945. Yeah. Wow, 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 wow. Wowie, wow, wow, wow. Wowie, wow, wow, wow. I'm assuming there's going to be a part near the end where it's like, this is what happened after the war. After the war. Or I went back to New York. (laughs) Oh my God, I was going there too. (laughs) Fuck. There's got to be. Yeah. An e- there's got to be an epilogue. I'm not. I'm not checking. It's gonna be a surprise. Yeah. I mean, for fuck's sake, like, spoiler alert for Animorphs. The last book, like, it ended like a, what a third of the way through the book, and the rest of the book was just like, what happened after, and here's the trial, and like, blah blah blah. Yeah. So who? It might have even been earlier than like it might have been a quarter into the book. Like it ended super early. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I'm so. I'm so. I'm so sad. I know. Okay. We've got to move past that. Yeah. Otherwise, we'll dwell. And dwelling is a bad time. Um, yeah. Yeah, we say that, but in, like, the first four pages of this book, they're like, remember when Rachel died, my sister? And I was like, I remember when all the Rachels died. No. Why are Rachels always dying in your books, Michael Grant? Why do you hate Rachels? Why do you hate Rachel? Ugh. Fuck. Uh, well, he just likes to make us feel things. I'm tired of feeling. I don't come to books to feel. That <laughs> <laughs> uh, was a lie. Well, it's fine. Sometimes. Sometimes we just want to have a good time. Don't read these books if you want to have a good time. It's, I mean, yeah, but also it was so compelling. Like, when I had to stop at the end of chapter four, I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? I want to read more. Yeah. Now. I want to keep going. Oh, God. <laughs> then you throw the book. I did. <laughs> Hit a child <laughs> in the hospital. Oh, no. I didn't. I did not injure a child. Well. Sorry. That's fine. Okay. Um. Yeah, what do we think? Oh my god, I I loved it. I loved it. And how much do you want me to say about the very first chapter, like actual chapter? It's it's you, it's, it's all it's all in your hands. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> um, I fucking loved that chapter one was just like all of a sudden we're in like a new perspective (gasps) yeah it was like it's just this amazing throwback to like the very beginning of the books Mm -hmm. and then transition back to like what we're ready for like yeah i thought maybe we were gonna get a bunch of new perspectives i thought that for a second too yeah like i thought i was like oh like the you know our characters that we know and love like their stories are not over, but, like, we're going to, like, see it completely from an outsider perspective or something. Mm-hmm. I really thought it was going to go that way. But then then we get back into. Oh, my God. It was so, like, it was such a good way, though, to show us, like, what other people saw Rio as uh-huh. now. Because we keep hearing it. But, like, from her perspective, it's always jaded by, like, no, I still feel like that girl, like, from the farm. And yeah. Now it's like, no, no, no. This is what you're like now. Uh, like, oh. Oh, so good. And yeah, like, you're right, because 
before it was you know it, it is from Rio's perspective and other people are just like telling her how they see her but like actually seeing her mm-hmm. uh, yeah it made such a huge difference and oh my god it's so interesting it's so good it's oh my god and the whole strand thing I was cheering I was like not like cheering like yay cheer like I was chance can I just I'm just gonna say it the whole time I'm chasing break up break, break up, up break up. <laughs> fuck this guy holy fuck shit fuck this guy oh fuck this he's guy the fucking worst. he's the fucking worst I I thought I hated him like as much as I possibly could but as it turns out nope nope hate him more gets worse he gets worse so much worse so much worse like dude what an insecure fucking asshole i won't spoil too much but what an insecure fucking asshole i know fucking sensitive ass bitch sensitive little fucking bitch poor emasculated little bitch I wish she had emasculated him more. I thought she was kind and generous. Oh my, she was so fucking kind. Are you kidding me? Oh my god. Oh, but I loved, oh my god. Okay. I just, I have so much to say about that chapter. Like, oh my god, yeah. It's, uh, it's so good. It's so, so good. It's so good. And then, Rainy, too, her chapter was like, Oh, I'm so scared. I'm so scared. So, so scared. And then Frangie's chapter. Holy shit. Like, this was like the breaking, the start of the breaking point that we've been waiting for. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't, I don't like, I don't like any of the foreshadowing that's going on. There was so much foreshadowing. I hate it. I hate, oh. I'm so scared. Oh, I don't want to. And like, oh my God, though, like. Frangie in her own head, and then, like, Frangie, like, when somebody's coming to her, like, comfort me, like, I'm so scared, but also then I'm going to be a dick to you. And she's just like, no, none of this. None of this. I love that. I love that. I fucking love her so much. And I was also glad that we're away from her brother now. I just hated that guy. Like, there's nothing <laughs> wrong with him. He was just so, like, boring to read. I don't know. <laughs> and, like, I get why it's important now. Like, I I see yeah. why it's important. But, like. He served his purpose. and He and served his purpose. Just, yeah. Now we can leave him. And I'm happy to see him in the rearview mirror. <laughs> Listen, of all the shitty men in this book, he is not even close to the end. Oh, he's, like, top five. He's, like, top five. <laughs> but... <laughs> But I'm glad he's gone. Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, shit. Oh, my God. (laughs) There's just so much. And, like, I love that we got a chapter from each of them. Thank God. I would have been so mad if we had missed out on any one of them. Oh, it was just such a good establishing point for all the characters. Oh. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's like another huge time skip too. And like, I I felt it the most with Rainy because like where we left her was like oh. her sobbing, you know, and yeah. like just broken. And then bad. seeing her again, she was so bad, like so bad off. Oh my god! And then when she when the guy and the and she's like ah and like ah ah like this would be such a fucking good movie or series. 
Like it's it, uh, yeah. Everything yeah. is so cinematic, and it's so like it's so show me, don't tell me. Like I can see all of these scenes like on yeah. film in my brain. Yeah, like there's moments where I can like see the establishing shot and like hear the score. Like this done as like a fantasy band of brothers would be so incredible. <sighs> I would, and I think there's enough content here. Like they're big enough that this, like each book could easily be a season or two. Mm-hmm. Like. Oh my god. Oh. oh. I can't. I need this. It's so good. It is so like I don't understand how like like I get that like the the other stuff like Gone and like Berserk and everything is like more famous for him, but like I don't understand how people are not like more adamant about front lines. Like Yeah. This shit is like Yeah. I like I've read the first Gone book. This is a bajillion times more compelling to mm-hmm. me. It's so good. Oh. I haven't read Berserk yet. I'm very excited too. And maybe I'll change my mind. Maybe I'll read the other ones yeah. and be like, just kidding. But like, <laughs> oh. without knowing what the other books are really like, other than the first Gone book, like, Frontlines, this series is so fucking good. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. And like, at least in kind of the book, like, online book community, I kind of feel like historical fiction and historical fantasy is not super big or popular. Mm-hmm. Um, which is why no one's fucking heard of Temeraire and that's fucking great. That's stupid. Temeraire is amazing. <laughs> Everyone's like, a deadly education! And I'm like, but Temeraire though! Um, yeah, once you read Temeraire, you'll be like, who the fuck cares about a deadly education? <laughs> <I know>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, so, like, maybe that's why, another reason why these books aren't that popular, but, like, get over it, it's so good! It's so amazing. And I just, I love, yeah, I just, and I think Michael Grant does a really good job of, like, giving you, like, if you don't know anything about World War II, if you're me, he'll, like, give you either enough context that you can kind of figure out what he's talking about, be like, oh, here's, like, a B-52 or whatever, and you're like, okay, based on the clues that I have, that's a plane. I don't need to know anything more than that. It's a plane. It does this. Um, but also, like, he does, like, explain things that need to be explained. And I think it's done. That balance is really good in these books, too. And in the back of the book, they have, like, a mm-hmm. glossary of the planes and stuff, too. And, like, not just <laughs> the planes, like, the places and things, too. But there's, like, a glossary. So if you're really lost, like... Yeah. Flip to the back of the book and he'll be like, so this is what it was in real life. <laughs> I have definitely read, like, a high fantasy book and had had no context for anything, oh, only to get to the end and be like, oh, there was a glossary here this whole time. Fuck. <laughs> I, like, forget that that's a thing. But, yes, there is a glossary in the back. I will admit, anytime I open a high fantasy book and there's just pages of maps at the beginning, I, like, toss it. I'm <laughs> nope. like, fuck this. <laughs> It's too much homework. I'm not going to do. Oh, God. That's okay. That's not always true, but <laughs> sometimes it is. Lord of the Rings is fine. <laughs> Lord, of, There is also uh, one called Here There Be Dragons, which was like a fantasy book that was saying conceptually that the writers like Tolkien, C.S. Lewis, and I can't remember. this. I read this like 20 years ago, so I'm really reaching but it was like they all went on an adventure and that adventure like was where they drew inspiration for their respective oh, series from. Okay. So it was like following them on this high fantasy adventure. And that had a lot of maps and that was cool. Okay. But 
Yeah. That's interesting. Was it, it was it was a pretty cool book. Was it actually them or was it like stand-ins? No, it was really that like oh. it was truly like name dropped. This is who it is that's on this adventure. Hmm. Like we've just taken three very well-known fantasy authors and they are on an adventure together. Oh my god, it's so Bill and Ted. I love that. Yeah, it was it was very cool. <laughs> and it wasn't it was like not quite as goofy as Bill and Ted, but like it was, it was still it was very cool. <sighs> Oh, shit. I want to watch yeah. Bill and Ted again. Fuck. <laughs> you should. It's a great movie. It is. Uh, what else? Fucking so excited. Do you want to recap it so we can get into it? I think we do! Ah. Ah. I'm recapping this time. I did, um, I took inspiration from the more not as detailed summaries of of horse girls i think (laughs) my notes are a lot like sparser than usual and i hope that's okay yeah it is a little unhinged (laughs) at times there's like (laughs) like when you don't do it like chapter by like even if you do but you decide to like listen i'm just gonna give you the big like high level summary yeah things get unhinged so fast Like, like when you have to sum something up and and you know, you can explain it in a nice way with no swear words, but then you're like, eh. Yeah, fuck it. Instead of being like, this Ugh. character leaves, I'm like, this character fucks off. Like, you know. Yeah. I love it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Um. Okay. So the first section of this book is 1944, and it's just kind of like, this is how the war has gone so far, blah, blah, blah. He- Nazis, and then... Uh, Japan attack Pearl Harbor, you know, all that, all that fun World War II stuff. And uh, we're getting into D-Day, apparently. So, wasn't that a great summary? It was. <laughs> I mean, that's accurate. That's like what fucking happened. Yeah. Uh, and then we get the prologue from our mysterious writer. Writer. It's Jeannot. I swear to it God, has to, like right it has to be i truly believe that i i really i wonder if it's going to be revealed at the end or if it's going to be not. oh that would drive me up the wall i would i would tweet michael grant every single fucking day of my life until he answered me <laughs> every day i would email him i would tweet him. oh my god i would write the publishers <laughs> I, would... I am suing you sue him to tell me oh my god i just i i could see it going either way and i i want i want it to be not said who it is what oh like you want to you want to know i have to know oh okay i can't i simply must know i love this i love <laughs> i have to i oh, have to fucking I thought you were know. saying you didn't want to know oh shit. no 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 i'm i will if it's not in the books I will launch a campaign <laughs> until I find out who the fuck it is. I will not sleep. I hope that Michael Grant will not sleep because of the onslaught of tweets he will be receiving. He'll love it. He'll be so excited. <laughs> he, he will. I will have a restraining order <laughs> against me post haste. You haven't had one so far. Like of everything- I've been nice so far. <laughs> They don't listen to this podcast. They don't know how often you've threatened to fight both of them in various ways. Oh, no. Oh, 
them. What if they do? Oh, no. I feel some type of way about that. I feel sad about that because, like, they have to know that I want to fight them because I love them. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. That weirdly makes sense to me. Yeah. (laughs) Listen, if you're like 140 goddamn episodes into this podcast, it better make sense to you at this point. Oh, no. Oh, shit. (laughs) Uh, Well, I guess we'll see if this is revealed or not. I swear to God, if it's not, I'm going to to lose violence. I will choose violence. Ugh. All right. Well, it's not revealed in this first narration, so we're we're safe for now. Okay. Can I give you one yeah. mental picture of what this will be? Yeah. Have you ever seen Brooklyn Nine Nine? Parts, part, early part Parts of, it. of it. Okay, so you know Lieutenant Holt, the like police chief that's very serious yeah, yeah, yeah. all the time. Yeah, he's great. So there's an episode where he goes up to Jake Peralta, like the goofy detective that looks mm-hmm. up to him as a dad, mm-hmm. and he like shows him pictures of him hula hooping, and he's like. Look, this is me in my hula hooping class. Here I am doing like the ipsy doodle and the oopsie whoopsie and the loops a daisy. And he's like, and why am I showing you this? And Jake is like losing his mind. He's like, I'm showing you this because no one will ever believe you. And then he starts deleting them off of his phone. And I'm imagining a scene similar to that where I go up to Michael Grant. I'm like, you have to, you, I have to fucking know who this is. I'm like, just losing my mind rabid. And he tells me who it is, and he goes, and you know why I'm telling you this? <laughs> it's because no one will ever believe you. <laughs> oh my god. I love that. <laughs> so this is my new headcanon. Oh no. He won't do it in writing. It'll have to be like at a book signing somewhere. Mm-hmm. I will like He'll travel across the He'll you in a dark alley somewhere. <laughs> with his hat and his cigar. <laughs> and like, I'll be walking home one night, and all of a sudden it'll be like, hey, kid <laughs> there's just like the hat over his eyes the you see like the end of the cigar like light up like with the embers burning yes. and then he'll tell me and he'll be like and do you know why i've revealed this to you because no one will ever believe you <laughs> i love this i love this make it make it happen shit Okay, I'm so now sorry. I, I derailed hope, you again. Now I hope it's not revealed just so this can play out because I need it. You had already hoped it wasn't revealed. Well, that's for a different reason. But yes, I, okay, I need this to okay. happen. I've added to your Yes, list. my my desires. Uh... Oh, shit. All right. This is prologue. The 107th EVAC Hospital in Würzburg, Germany. We're still here. We're still writing these terrible things. All right. <clears throat> I have to get into my solemn kind of You need sobbing in this one. <laughs> There's a story going round, gentle reader. I don't know if it's true or not, but supposedly a guy heard it from a German prisoner of war. The story is that the first Allied bomb dropped on Berlin killed an elephant in the zoo. I guess I'm sorry for the elephant, but that sort of sums up the way it goes in war. There's no moral sense to it. Sure, one side may be better than the other. I mean, I was at Buchenwald. No one needs to convince me the Nazis are evil. But what I mean is that, in the day-to-day of it, death and destruction do not rain down on the bad and spare the good. Death does not care whether you're a bright and sparkly hero or a yellow coward. Death doesn't know you or care to know you. You're just the poor dumb bastard who happened to be in the wrong place at the wrong time. 
You're just that elephant. The philosophy of the combat soldier in a nutshell. You're gonna die. Might be today, might be tomorrow, might be 50 years from now, all safe and snug in your bed. But when your number is up, your number is up. And that might be in three, two, bang. Do I sound like a weary old veteran? A sweet young slip of a girl like me? Shall I blush? When all this started, when the US of A got into this war and the Supreme Court decided, what the hell, let's send women too, everyone wondered what effect it would have. Could women fight? My girl Rio has a shiny silver star, a fistful of purple hearts, and a notched M1 that says yes. Could the men fight alongside women, or would the simple creatures be too distracted by feminine curves? Well, I won't spend a long night in the hole with Luther Gear, who has never been a gentleman, but he is a good soldier, and he never even made a pass at me. Possibly he was distracted by the artillery barrage coming down on our heads. Possibly it was that I hadn't showered in... God only knows how long, you'd have to ask my fleas. We were not a man and a woman in that hole. We were two scared little babies, screaming and cursing, and so cold we were grateful for the warmth of our own piss running down our legs. It was not a romantic evening. And people wondered what it would do to us afterwards, to us soldier girls. Would we lose all our feminine attributes? Would we become mannish? Stupid question. Women don't stop being women, and men don't stop being men. Both of us, men and women became an entirely new creature, a combat soldier. You don't recognize combat soldiers by legs or breasts or the hidden bits. You recognize them by their eyes. Maybe a civilian wouldn't spot it, but we always will. We are our own separate tribe. We know things. And we are none of us, men or women, the people we started out being. Sorry, gentle reader. I've been prosing on, and I should be sticking to the story. It's just that as bad as North Africa and Sicily were, as miserable and brutal and pointless as Italy was, what comes next, I'm afraid, will defeat my meager talents as a writer. I don't know quite how to explain Omaha Beach, or the Bocage Country, or the bloody goddamn forest they call the Hurtgen and the Eiffel. And Shakespeare himself could not do justice to the Buchenwald or the Dachau. Sorry. I guess you can't tell, but for a minute there I couldn't type. Maybe it was more than a minute. I suppose it must have been a while longer because one of my pals here in the hospital came up and for no reason laid her hand on my shoulder and that's when I realized I'd been crying. There are things in my head, pictures and sounds and smells. I do not need to know these things, gentle reader. I could have lived my life and never known, but now I do. And perhaps it's perverse of me, but I'm passing those terrible things along to you. Not very nice of me, really. Maybe that's why the old guys, the veterans from the first war, don't talk much. Maybe they don't want to inflict it all on unsuspecting civilians. Maybe they are kinder than I am, but I figure you deserve the truth. Here's some truth. I once shot an SS prisoner in the throat. He was begging for his life, half dead from hunger and cold. He only had one boot and the other foot was black from some combination of trench foot and frostbite. And I put a carbine round right through his Nazi throat. I could have shot him in the head, but I wanted him to have a few seconds to reflect on the fact that he was going to die. You don't approve, gentle reader? Are you tut-tutting and shaking your head? You would never do that, oh? Were you there in the Hurtgen? Were you there on the Elsenborn Ridge? No? Then with the greatest respect, I have to tell you that your moral opinion means nothing to me. My judges are the filthy, freezing, starving men and women who were there with me. Come with me to the beach and the bow cage and the forest, gentle reader. Spend a few days and then render your judgment. Well, enough of that. Tell that story when it's time. Wipe your eyes and keep typing, old girl. 
Time is short. They're shipping me out soon, back to the land of Coca-Cola and Cadillacs. And I need to finish this story. At night, I read bits of it to some of the other guys and gals here. We drink the hooch smuggled in by our buddies outside, and we chain smoke, and we don't say much because there isn't much to say. This last part of my story begins with the most long-awaited battle ever. For long years, the Nazi bastards had been killing people in Europe. Doing things, and not just at the camps. Things that, well, you'll see. Let me say that anyone who says G2 aren't real soldiers, I'll introduce you to Rainy Schulterman. She may be an intelligence, not combat, but she's a soldier, that girl. She told me some things. Where was I? Right, reminding you that we were still mostly new to this war. Everyone had been at it longer than we had. We were the new kids at school. But everyone knew we were the biggest new kid they'd ever seen. Before D-Day, the war in the West had been mostly Britain and its Commonwealth. After D-Day, it was our war. Every eye on the planet was turned towards us. From presidents and dictators, to car salesmen and apprentice shoemakers, from Ike up in his plush HQ down to the little lost children with helmets on their heads and guns on their hands. The whole world held its breath. D-Day. June 6, 1944. On that day, many still doubted the American soldier. By June 7th, no one did. Ah! What a fucking open. Holy shit. What even was that? wild <laughs> and then when they mention the elephant too i'm like more oh, animorphs references holy, but I don't. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah i was like stop bringing rachel into this right you killed her in book one there's no need to kill her in book three as well i can't believe you've done this i can't believe you've done this michael grant not again not to us <laughs> oh my god oh my god that that cold open. I when I was reading the part where she was like, I shot that German soldier like right through the neck. Shot, shot that Nazi right through the neck. I was like, Yeah, man. Yeah, man. I'm like, yeah. Yep. So he had a few seconds to think about what he had fucking done, and I was like, Yeah. It's fucking harsh, but like, I'm not gonna judge. I'm not going to judge any of this. And then the next line was like, are you judging me? And I was like, no. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. <laughs> Respect. Like, like, you know? Yeah, like literally, I was like, what was, that was what was going through my head while I was reading. I was like, man, that's brutal. But like, you know, it's war. Like war isn't, war isn't fair. It's not clean. And, you know, and then she's like, are you judging me? Nope. How dare you judge me? You weren't there. I'm like, I'm. I'm not. I'm, ju- I'm not oh, judging no. you. God, and that's just that's just more of Animorphs too, right? Where it's like we're, yep. we're just doing what we have to fucking do. Yeah, it may not be the best thing, but it, you know, at this point, fuck, you know. Yeah, and it's like that. See, this is what makes Frangie such an exceptional character because, like. I can immediately stoop down to this level, right? Like, of this, like, yeah, the once you've seen, like, what the Nazis have done, of course, like, it would be, like, you'd have that anger and that rage and you've been fighting this war for so long and, like, struggling and grinding and you're exhausted and you're letting all of that consume you. And, like, it's not the Rio whose perspective seems foreign, right? It's not that anger. It's not the who I'm going to say, you know, even though it's not confirmed. Mm-hmm. It's not her perspective that is, like, 
wild. It's not it's not Rainy whose perspective is wild, who's been captured and tortured and is filled with all this like anger and rage. It's Frangie that you're like, what the fuck? When she's still like, I pray that, you know, so-and-so is protected, even though he just like did horrible shit to her, like just said horrible shit. That's the perspective. Like, that's the exceptional soldier in all of this. Like, that blows my mind every time. So, I don't know. Yeah. The gritty stuff, I get. It's the people that can rise above it continually that I do not understand. And just like, like real talk in our life currently right now in this situation that's going on, which is all fucking bad. Like, I kind of stop at the gritty now. Like, I'm finding myself wishing that, like, I wish they would just go away. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. like they're, which is terrible, but like, I get it. Mm-hmm. Like, I want them to stop. If the only way they're going to stop is to die, then. Yeah. Like. Yep. Then. I know that's super fucking it's... dark, but that's. It do be like that, though. It's like that, though. <laughs> yeah 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 i get it i do too i get it i get going to that dark gritty place i do not understand the other place (laughs) (laughs) i just don't know yeah stop fucking running you piece of shit (laughs) Toilet, toilet has things to say about this podcast. So many things to say. <laughs> oh man. Ugh. All right. Then we get a letter from General Eisenhower being like, "Go get them, boys." All that, right? That's just a bit. Yep. Yeah. That's pretty much. I like. I wonder if a lot of these quotes and stuff are actual, like, real quotes. Oh, I'm sure they yeah, are. That, like, I'm sure. You would only, like, hear them in your head if you were, like, really big into the wartime stuff. Which I love. Right. Like, I love that shit. You know. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. All right. We get a new perspective, a new character. Oh, my God. We're very, oh my God. We're very excited about this. I'm so excited about that. Like, at first I thought, like, oh, no, I hate this. And then I immediately bought into, oh, actually, I love this. And then when I was like, and we're returning to our to our actual, like, character mm-hmm. perspectives, I was like, I really, really love yes. this. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah. So this is Guadalupe Lupe Camacho. Uh, and she is in Camp Worthing in Hampton, the U.K., Uh, Her sergeant immediately fucks up her name and sends her into a truck with some other new recruits. Um, And Lupe's deal is basically she is from a cattle ranch, so she's super buff and she's fit and she knows how to do things. And she's also an amazing fucking shot. Um, And she's actually so good that she had to pretend like she was mediocre in basic so that she wouldn't be drafted (laughs) and sent overseas. And... She kind of succeeded in this, but also the army was at the point where they just needed people over there, so she got sent anyway. And she's, like, qualified in in, uh, guns that she's never even touched before. (laughs) Fucking everything. They just, like, (laughs) literally, they went down the list, they're like, yep, 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 yep. (laughs) Like, that's that's at the point that we're at. It's fucking crazy. Um, And she's 
upset that she got sent overseas because mainly because she's missing this like big cattle drive event back at home. And she's like, fuck, man, I want to go hang out with all the cowboys and my dad and shit. Never have I resonated with the plot line more. <laughs> She's like treating this whole war as like an inconvenience, and I love that. Yeah, exactly. Oh man, I don't want to go to the fucking war. I want to go ride a horse with all the cowboys. When am I gonna see the cowboys again? Oh, a campfire. Yeah, I want to make beans. <laughs> I want to make. What beans. is this? I want to make beans and fart with everybody. Yeah, that's literally <laughs> what it said. I want to make beans and fart with the boys, and I'm like, what the fuck is this? I love it. I love it. I loved it so, so much. Great. Oh, man. So, yeah, she's in a truck and there's like a couple other people in there. And there's this fucking like red haired, skinny, knobby kneed, pale as shit dude who's just like staring at her and smiling. And she's like, what the fuck is this guy on? And he's immediately like, hey, what are you? And she's like, um. <laughs> Human? A human fucking being? She's like, I'm from Utah. My parents are from Mexico. And he's like, cool, I'm Hank Hobart from Minnesota. I play the trombone. Jazz is cool. Like, this fucking kid. Like, what the fuck? First of all, Minnesota. Hello, St. Paul. Here we go. Uh, But Jesus Christ, this guy. He's just so excited. Um, And and she introduced herself as Lupe. And he's like, Lupe? She's like, no, Lupe. And he's like, that's what I said, Lupe. And this dude is like, she's she realizes very quickly he's not hostile. He's just very dumb. He's very ignorant. Yeah. And she's like, all right, whatever. This dude, I don't even know. Sweet, stupid boy. Sweet, stupid, innocent boy. And she like continues to ch- chat with him because she's like, whatever, he's no threat. Um, and then there's some other dude that kind of chimes into their conversation. And I basically pictured him as Luther Gear Jr. Yeah. He's like this big fucking meat slab of a dude with a baby face. And I hate him. <laughs> yeah, nailed it. You fucking nailed it, honestly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, and all the, all the other recruits seem, like, very nervous. There's also, like, a girl in there, but she hasn't said anything. And she's just, like, ignoring them. And they're all just kind of, like, ah, the tension of the situation. Yeah. I think her only description was she was beautiful, right? High cheekbones. That's all I remember. At, at High first, cheekbones and blonde hair swept elegantly into it. Honestly, like, when, when Lupe first gets in there and she gets, like, a brief description of each of these things, I was like, is that, like, Jeannot and Jack and... That's exactly <laughs> what I thought, too! Like, what the- I was like, oh... This is Jack. Oh, that's Jano. And then there was like, oh no, these are like the like pseudo recruits, yeah. like the bizarro yeah. recruits. <laughs> oh, but I I kind of love that though. I kind of wonder if that's intentional, where it's like, oh, it's got to be oh, right. God, yeah. Oh my, there would be oh, oh my God, there would be nothing better than watching Rio watch Lupe go through the character arc that Rio went yeah. through. I bet that's gonna happen! Oh, that's probably gonna happen! <laughs> oh no. Oh, God. So yeah. It's gonna be so good. <laughs> I just... It has to be intentional. Like, it has to. Oh, it, it's got to be. 100%. Got to be intentional. I mean, Jack doesn't really act like whatever the fuck Cobart Hank but no but, but Ryu doesn't really 
act like Lupe, but they both are cattle farmers. Yeah, and excellent shots. And excellent shots. But Luther Gear Jr. is Luther Gear. Yeah, he's the same. This <laughs> <laughs> is the only reason. One I for one. Listen, trash men, they're all <laughs> cut from the same cloth. Yep. Oh, God. Stamp from the same pasty shortbread that you're. <laughs> Never mind. Never fucking mind. Oh, man. <laughs> Some insults just don't need to be finished. <laughs> they write themselves. <laughs> Take that how you will. Yeah. Ugh. So yeah, they're they're driving around. They go for about an hour, um, and they don't really talk much anymore because they're all just thinking about their own shit. And finally, they end up at a camp, and there's like a corporal that like totally like makes fun of them and sends them off. And they are directed to a more different tent. They come across a young staff sergeant. And we recognize this man as Dane Sticklin. It's Stick. It's a stick man. And after all, it's a stick. I'm so sorry. No. No. Yeah. You stick. Um, I hate that song. Aw. Sorry. Sorry. Um. So Stick is like, hey, Rio, your your new kids are here. And she's immediately like, oh, my God, I hate them. I want Cat Preeling back. Cat <laughs> Preeling doesn't pee her pants when she has to go into combat. Like, fucking immediately. I loved it. I hate my children. They're awful. <laughs> Send them back. <laughs> Send them back, these terrible, deformed idiots. Oh, no. oh God. So she tells him to line up and she's like, you can call me Sergeant Ricklin or you can call me Sarge. And then Luther Gear Jr. is like, how about I call you sweetheart? And Lupe is like, okay, Rio's going to let it go. Like there's, you know, she's not even going to acknowledge that. But Rio kind of like, like laughs a little bit to herself. And then she like calls some people out of the tent behind her and Jeannot, Bibi and Luther Gear Sr. come out and she's like, like, you know, what's your name, recruit? And he's like, you know, I'm whatever the fuck my name is. Chester J. Asshole or whatever. And yep. he calls her sweetheart again. She fucking throws him on the ground, twists him around, and pins her knee against his back bent elbow. And she's like, it only takes 14 pounds of pressure to shatter your elbow. How much do you think I'm putting on your elbow right now? And he's like, more than 13 pounds of pressure or whatever the fuck. It was fucking amazing. Um, And then the three corporals her friends are just standing around like oh man you should have stabbed him with your knife rio um oh my god my favorite was bb who's like i missed the first part can we go back and do it again (laughs) (laughs) i was like bb you sweet boy doing this weird bit i absolutely love (laughs) he was he was doing a weird little little grocery boy who just finds food and mules is like oh but i missed it oh (laughs) so cute Sad little cute boy. I love BB. Me too. I like really have come to mm-hmm. really like BB. I don't know why. Aww. He's a good boy. He is a good boy. He's a particularly good finder. <laughs> He's such a Hufflepuff. He is such a Hufflepuff. Oh, my God. Uh, oh God. So Rio lets the kid back up. We're gonna call him Private Sweetheart. I hope that's his actual nickname. Hell yeah, we are. Fuck yeah, I think it is. Um, so she lets him back up and then she starts like 
getting down to business and like giving them the brass tacks like hey just so you know you're working with veterans here we've seen real combat everyone around here outranks you um and you need to fucking listen to everyone and we're gonna try really hard not to get you killed and then she dismisses them to go get processed or whatever and as lupe is walking away from this uh she hears jeno say good job rio that was very sergeant mackey and that's the end of that chapter shit and the end of lupe's perspective yeah as far as we know maybe maybe it'll come back i don't know maybe it'll come back because like in six of crows we get like one perspective at the very beginning and then we don't hear from that perspective again so i was like thinking like oh it might be something like that yeah but that was my first guess but like we don't i mean we don't know yeah I'm looking forward to seeing one way or the other. Me too. Um, so, are we ready to go to Rio? Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Okay, we're ready. Um, Rio rolls a successful intimidation check on a corporal who she's trying to negotiate a trade <laughs> with. Um, basically, she's wearing her dress uniform and that has her silver star and her purple heart on it. And she also has the uh, knife on her hip. And basically nobody fucks with her anymore. Because <laughs> she's the most badass person in the camp. Um, and uh, so she like negotiates some like packs of cigarettes and like some booze from this corporal. And the corporal fucks off. And then she hops in a jeep and she starts driving the 50 miles to the airbase where Strand Braxton is currently located. Eye rolls from Alex. yeah fake vomiting from Mm -hmm. alex too (laughs) i hate strand braxton the guy's the fucking worst like you couldn't write a villain that i hated as much as i hate strand braxton (laughs) oh my god still better than david though better than david but like i listen i have time for competent villains i have no time for incompetent men (laughs) That's great. I love that. <laughs> oh, that's a good quote. <laughs> oh, There's no. There's a t-shirt right there. There we go. Shit. Oh, God. So, yeah, for some reason, she's going to see this man. Um, And the drive should take about an hour, but the streets are completely inundated with military traffic, and it takes way longer, and she has to, like, bribe some dudes to get her on some road that's blocked off or whatever. Um, But she has plenty of time to think. And what she thinks about is her squad of lovely people that we all know and love, except for Luther Gear. Um, And she also thinks about Jack Stafford and how she's technically his superior now. And that kiss that they had was a complete mistake. And also, are she and Strand engaged now? You know, the usual. All that, all that Rio stuff, which, you know, I've complained about in the past, but it's fine now. Yeah, it's, it's, it made, I, like, it's all coming together. It's all coming it together is. now. It is. And, <sighs> oh, God. <laughs> um, she eventually makes it to the base. Um, the people at the gate determine that she's not a spy. And they let her in, and she goes to park, and then she sees Strand Braxton running towards her, and they smooch, and it's gross. Um, and she tells him that she had an opportunity for a 24-hour pass, and she took it. And he's like, oh, crap, except we kind of have a mission, although we have not been briefed yet. 
Um, and he takes her to this like ballroom smoking lounge area and uh, introduces her to some of the other pilots who are all like, holy shit, she's got a knife. Cool. This is fine. <laughs> she's got a knife. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> uh, also, there is a very pretty redhead lady pilot that Rio immediately is suspicious of. Uh, like, okay, but I don't think her instincts are wrong, I, based off of later conversations. I know, at first I was like, oh no, another woman, like, immediately suspicious. Yeah, like, like oh, the competition yeah. scene. Oh, that's, like, that's bullshit. But, uh, actually. But, yeah. <laughs> but. Okay, but I had, I had an idea, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Another red-haired lady. Is this the Jack Stafford of the Air Force? Oh. <gasps> Oh, and then they both have to come back and be like, I cheated on With you. With this beautiful redheaded person. This beautiful redheaded person. <laughs> and then they realize they should have never, ever, ever been together to begin oh, with. Oh, I love this. I kind of love this. This is fine. I, it's, it's, I, I will say if we're going with plot points, I would have loved for her to break up with him and stab him here. Yeah. But that's my second favorite. That's, that slots <laughs> if, right into if two. If we can't have that, we'll have this. Yeah, if we can't, if we can't have A, I'll have B. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> if we can't have a stabbing, I guess I'll just take infidelity. Cake or death. Cake, please. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, uh, so, yeah. This. They're there, and Strand is like, so I probably only have, like, four hours before we're, like, set off to wherever. And Rio's like, well, it's not really enough time to, like, talk about our relationship, but we could have sex, I suppose. That would be a good way to not think about our feelings. But also, that would negate the very reason she was there. Um, So they go back into this, like, private gazebo area, which is, like, a shitty shack situation. Whatever. They try. Um, and they sit on the bench together, and he starts off by telling her how proud he is of her getting a silver star. And she kind of looks at him and notices that his smile just isn't quite right. Um, and then he launches into how he's been getting teased by all of his buddies that his girl had to save him in Italy, and how all the news got around that he had been singing Christmas carols when he was delirious, and it was very embarrassing for him, and so many of the guys would love to be offered to sent home and she has no idea how hard all of this has been on him. And Rio is just like calmly taking all of this in. And except for that last point, she's kind of like, yeah, like you motherfuckers have it easy compared to us. Like you have like a nice place to go at the end of the day. You have hot showers. Like, fuck you, man. Um, and then he's like, well, you know, I lost my friend in a raid. It's that guy you met on the ship. And like, you know, that was really terrible. And <laughs> she's like, I'm sorry you lost your friend. And inside she's thinking like, are we really having a competition on who's having the worst war? Like, what the fuck? Um, and then and I'll tell you what, Strand, you're not fucking winning. You're not fucking winning, Strand. The- you son of he's a bitch. asking her like what she's been through. Of course, of course he's no. not. Because the only thing that matters to Strand Braxton is Strand fucking Braxton. Yep. yep. Jesus Christ. Yep. Oh, and then he apologizes because he's always grumpy before a mission. And she's like, well, you know, it's it's okay to be afraid. And he's like, I'm not afraid. 
And then, oh God, and then, and then, he starts getting, and and then, girl, he starts getting on her case about how many people she's killed, and she carries that knife around, and she blows shit up, and she's a very model of the people who support the crazy notion that women should be in the military. (laughs) To tell you. That I would have decked this motherfucker in the oh. face. <laughs> mm-hmm. That would have been the nicest yeah. thing he had done that day. <laughs> yep. Oh my god. Fucking, like, Rio is, like, being a champ about all this. She's just kind of, like, quietly taking all of this in. And then, you know, then she's like, okay, well, what about that red-headed lady pilot? And, and he's like, well, you know, she agrees that women are the gentler sex. And all the boys are asking me if I'm going to do the cooking, cleaning, if you and I get married. And she's like, oh, so we're getting married. I don't remember you asking. Um, and he's like, well, you gave yourself to me. So I assumed that I would do the right thing. And I, that, Alex, I threw the book down on the table. I threw my hands in the air and I just needed a minute. <laughs> I read that and I was like, uh, I was, I'm so mad. I'm still so mad. Like you gave yourself to me. I fucking excuse you, bitch. That's not how I remember the situation going down. I remember somebody being a little pussy ass bitch about having sex with Rio and Rio taking control of the situation. You dumb motherfucker. I'm sorry. Gave yourself. I think. And you know what? Why can't you do the cooking and cleaning? Do you not have arms? Do you not have legs? I'm sorry, perfect little fly boy. The only reason you do have arms and legs is because Rio saved your fucking ass when you were being a dumb little bitch. So you, you fucking thank her and you say, I'm so sorry for everything I've ever done to you because let me tell you, it's been fuck all. It's been fuck all what you've done. And then, oh, my friend, my little friends are making fun of me because you've done so much shit. Step up to the fucking occasion. What, you think because you have a dick, Rio should stop fighting in the war so you look cool in front of your goddamn dumbass fucking friends? I'm sorry, anybody can go sit in a fucking chair a thousand miles in the sky and not fucking worry about it. Rio's been through the goddamn shit And you should have some fucking respect, you goddamn son of a fucking bitch. And the fact that she didn't fucking gut you right there shows me how good of a person Rio is and how shitty of a person you are. I would have stabbed him. I would have stabbed him. Fucking, I hate this guy. I hate this guy so much. He's fucking awful. He's awful. He's a terrible, he's terrible just, person. He's the fucking worst. I like I I literally I threw the book down and I just I needed a minute. I was like, no. No, 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 no. Like, you know what makes it even worse? Hmm. Is that it's not like he is like he's not like a David. He's not like an evil dude that like we can all despise. It's like this is a guy we've all dated. <laughs> It's so true. Right. <laughs> the shitty dude. 
that we this is the one dude that we're like what the fuck was oh i thinking my God. <laughs> we all had very low self-esteem and maybe not a lot of other options and um yep. yeah and we yep. were like it's not so bad and then we're like oh actually <sighs> oh wow yep uh, yep we've all had a strand rest. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> I hate this guy so fucking so much. He's awful. You gave yourself to me. Fuck you. Fuck I gave you nothing. Fuck right off. You can seriously fuck right off. She agrees with me that women are the gentler sex. Oh yeah, well that's probably she's a little bitch too. <laughs> you can have little bitch children together. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You can have little children that need like what? Fucking help on the playground to walk across the fucking tree chunks because it's too hard on their feet or what the fuck ever those kids say. Wow. Wood chips. That's the word I was trying to fucking think of. Tree chunks. What the fuck is wrong with me? I'm the idiot. With raid. <laughs> I, I am like, oh. I'm losing all my words because I'm so mad at Strand fucking Braxton. Fucking worst. I hate this guy so much. Like, who invented? I mean, my who Grant. invented this stupid? <laughs> who invented this man? <laughs> like, okay, Michael Grant can write incredible, heart wrenching, amazing stories that stick with you and change your perspective on things, and amazing, inspiring characters. But like, goddamn, can he write a mediocre man? God. Yep. I would love. I would love to ask him. What he thinks of Strand Braxton. Like, you know. <laughs> so which one of your daughter's boyfriends was this based on? <laughs> right. Like, oh my God. Like, you know. It's like every character that I've made, I love so much like even if they're you know kind of shitty they have redeeming qualities and i love them and i cherish them and i'm happy that i made them some of the people that are <laughs> like some of the people that are written by michael grant and Catherine applegate it's like do you love this person or are they <laughs> like how do you feel about this shitty character it's not the shitty character great character but it's a shitty person that you've made like like i just how do you feel about that like i just like okay so now i'm going back to to like how they always say like in their interviews and and things like each character i write i treat like it's an employee and i need them to do a certain job what's the fucking hiring process going through your head for strand braxton though (laughs) i mean mediocre white men get hired for stuff all the time so you know most jobs are mediocre, white. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, no. We've just gone off the rails at this point. Oh, my God. Like, I'm also fuck just, this my guy. body is rebelling against me. Your body is literally trying to get every ounce of, like, Strand Braxton knowledge yeah. out of it by any means necessary. Bad vibes. Bad vibes. Expel everything. Yeah. No more oh, Strand God. Braxton. <laughs> Oh um, god. Oh man. I I hate him so much. He's just so shitty. And he gets 
slightly worse. Oh my god. So okay, we're almost done. I'm but sorry. Like, yeah. No, sorry. no, 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 no. I just, I, I need to. Yeah, I, yeah. I need to continue. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, she, he's like, you gave yourself to me. I assumed I would do the right thing, and she's like, oh, so you'd only marry me out of out of duty? And he's like, well, no, no. I mean, of course, I still love you. I just wish you were that innocent girl I took in my uncle's plane. And Rio's like sitting there trying to her imag- imagine herself as Strand's wife, the mother of his children, baking cupcakes for like a PTA fundraiser and chatting with all the other church ladies and wearing a nice dress and blah, blah, blah. And literally in the back of her mind, she's like calculating like, what do I think about this new squad? Can I get that that little shit transferred out? Like how tough is Lupe? Like, you know. I hope Gear's taking good care of them. She's, like, doing other work in the back of her mind. If that ain't a fucking mood, I don't know what is. Um, So she, like, she doesn't respond to him right away, and the silence kind of stretches. And basically she's like, well, I guess we'll see what happens after all this is over. And he's kind of like, there's not going to be an after. We are all fucked. And she's like, well, you can't think like that. You have to focus on the objective. And he's like... No, that's you, Rio. Unlike you, I'm not a machine. And he fucking walks away. Just walks away, ladies and gentlemen. I My favorite part of this was the back turn goodbye. Like, Rio's just like, also, fuck you, too. I'm yeah. like, I'm fucking out. Ooh. I... <sighs> you know, it must be fucking nice to sit in your little and talk about how we're all fucked because you can see from a thousand miles away and so you yeah. have the higher perspective yeah instead of the actual functional way to get through a motherfucking war which is one goddamn step at a fucking time strand braxton you piece of shit what a piece of shit dude <sighs> like mm. Mm. <laughs> It's like it's like a privilege thing. It's like like it's like when people in a really shitty situation are listening to someone in a really like privileged situation Mm -hmm. complain about their privileged rich people problems. Right like you might you might as well have been saying they served me the wrong caviar at dinner tonight. Poor me. Yeah. I don't know. Like like she didn't even like, okay, so my brother was, like, a really, really angry teenager, and I don't know much about, like, what the military did for him because, like, we just weren't really close, Um, but, like, everybody had said, like, oh, the military, like, taught him to, like, deal with his anger and, like, make him chill, basically, so, like... Instead of, like, somebody coming at him, like, angrily and him responding in kind, he just kind of, like, takes it mm-hmm. and just, like, dispels it. And, like, that's how the military really helped him um, just like, kind of, like, work all that shit out. And, like, when Rio is just standing here, like, and she's just getting, like, hit, hit after with thing after thing after thing. And she's just kind of, it's, like, kind of just washing over her. Like, that's what made me think of that. I was like, damn, she like she could murder this man. Yeah. She could cut off his balls and stuff them in his screaming mouth. And she's just like, well, 
I see I see you for ER now. This is this is fun. I'm gonna go now. Bye. <laughs> yeah. Like that was the other thing that I wondered if that's what it was. Cause like I th- I like that idea a lot better, like the military tower to deal with that. But the other thing I wondered is if it's like you know like it, she's she knows herself well enough at this point to know that her worth is so much more than what Strand Braxton is assigned to her that she like mm-hmm. she's basically like watching a little kid have a temper tantrum in front of her and going like this is stupid. I fucking love that. Like it's just yeah. She's like it's like so beneath her. Right, of. right. It's like not even worthy of a response from her. Right. Oh my god, I fucking love that, Alex. I love I love all of this. I like I love that this chapter made me so angry. (laughs) (laughs) This whole thing was just like a power move. Yeah. I feel emasculated. My woman had to save me. I'm so whipped. Did you say the best line of that whole thing? Of when he was talking about like, oh, all my friends are making fun of me because you're so much like strong, blah, blah, blah. And she just goes, I can't help you with that. It's literally not my problem. Oh, like literally, yeah. Like literally, I, okay, yeah. deal with it. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh my, I loved that. And like the whole like, oh my girl had to save me, and she's like, well, I did you want me to leave you there? <laughs> yeah. Like, just her response is so cool, right? Because like, because they're so rooted in logic. Like, yeah. what you're literally complaining that I didn't like. You what? You want me to leave your ass to get shot up by the Nazis and like? And, oh, and then you blew up my plane and blah 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 blah. Yeah, did you want the Nazis yeah. to get the fucking bombs? Like, it's not. This isn't a squabble <sighs> that you have any leg to stand on. I know. Oh my god. What the fuck? What a. I hate and, this guy. Yeah, and then he's like, "Oh, you're like, look at you. You're so calculating. You're such a war machine." And you know, it's like, oh, that's bullshit. Yeah, I have two like, brain cells bouncing off each other. I see that you don't. Yeah. Like, fuck. Fuck this guy. It's almost like sour grapes going on. Like, he's such a shitty soldier. Yeah. <laughs> he's so fucking amazing and surpasses him and he's, like, mad about it. Like, fuck off. Oh, man. Oh, my God. We just, okay, without saying too much, we just had to deal with somebody exactly like this this past weekend. Who oh. they they came in to do? I don't know how much I should say. I'll just I'll say it. We we're doing like a trick riding clinic, and they came in having experience, and then they were immediately shown up by somebody who was just like more athletic than them, and like just yeah. took to it really quickly, and they became exactly like this, like really short with everybody, really bitter, really sour. And I remember afterwards, uh, we were talking like, and somebody said like, "What the fuck was up?" with that girl and i was like i think she was just mad that like somebody was better at it when she came in expecting to be like the superior one and then somebody was better than her and she just couldn't handle it emotionally so she became terrible (laughs) and i feel like that's what strand braxton's kind of doing here he's just like i expected to be the man in this relationship and i was gonna do the cool shit but it turns out that rio's actually amazing at this and like very good at what she does and now i'm mad about it it just, it just makes me appreciate Jack so much more. 
Oh my God, I want her with Jack so bad. Like, oh my God. Listen, I know we weren't standing relationships early on, but dear <sighs> God, go be with Jack, the man who watched you gut a Nazi and was just like, all right, you want to swim across this river now? That's yeah, the guy. And, and you blew up a fucking plane. He was like, that was fucking brilliant. Fucking brilliant. Like, he gets it. He, he fucking gets it. He fucking gets it. Oh. And you know what's trans- or fucking uh, Jack would probably do? Probably some cooking and cleaning around the house. He's not, He'd be fine with it. Be fine with it. He's not a little fucking bitch. <laughs> uh, I love it. Oh, yeah. God. Yep. I want Jack. I want Jack. I want I Jack. Want Jack. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> oh, my God. Well. Uh, <laughs> we just slam dunk Strand Braxton into the dumpster. Straight into the fucking trash. Straighten in the trash. Hate that man. Hate that man so much. Fucking worst. Oi. All right. Are we ready (laughs) for rainy? We we have to move on. Whether or not we're ready for it is irrelevant. We have to move on. (laughs) But I love that rainy is also fed up with fucking idiot dudes. Because she. Oh my god. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Why are men? so stupid they're the worst oh my god oh so my she's god. she's in like a shitty boat with four shitty dudes that are just like giggling as they're rowing along and she's like why fucking why why but is this for happening real, why 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 men <sighs> why are men why are men <laughs> why are men we just don't know Oh, God. <laughs> it's books. So, yeah. Rainy's in a shitty boat with some shitty dudes. She's not having fun. Um, She's also about to enter France, which is currently occupied by the Nazis. Um, uh, She really doesn't want to get captured by the Gestapo or the Abwehr. Is that how that's pronounced? Ooh, I don't know. There's a, there's a lot of terms in here that I'm probably going to fuck up real bad, and I apologize. Yeah, that goes for every podcast across time. Yeah. Starting with Colonel. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> you knew what you were in for, okay? From, we book, went, from book 14, you knew what you were in for. We went to art school. It's fine. Yeah, we did. Oh, God. Um. So, yeah, she doesn't want to get captured by the Sapo or the Obwear. She's wearing yet another shitty, ugly outfit, and she is surrounded by idiot man-children. Um, so they continue along and they get into shallow water. She sees a cool Napoleonic fort and just past that should be a smaller beach and a waiting member of the French resistance. If there is no one there, she is to go back to the destroyer, which is full of other shitty, terrible men who are terrible to her. And she's like, there better fucking be someone at that beach because I'm not going back to that fucking frat house. Oh my god, when she was saying what they did when she was leaving the boat, when they all, like, flashed her, I was like, that's, like, literally fucking assault. Like, she should have shot them right in the ass. Oh my god. Just pick one, shoot them in the ass. Yeah, that'll learn them. Friendly fire's a thing. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no, my bullet slipped. Oops. (laughs) My bullet slipped. My trigger finger slipped. My bullet fell out of my gun into your butt. Oops. Well... Okay, let's explore the situation to its conclusion. Yeah. In military court, he was shot in the ass. 
Is that a shot that one could reasonably take from two people standing respectfully talking to each other? Absolutely not. So it only makes sense that her gun slipped because the alternative is you were showing your ass to a superior officer. You wouldn't be doing that, would you? Mm. (laughs) Case closed. Damn. I'm going to I'm going to hire you to sue people. You should definitely hire Naomi Berenson lawyer of the year. Thank God. Yes. Yeah. She's she here will for save us. us all. She will. Oh my god. <laughs> oh god. Uh Oh yeah, okay. So they row the boat, they land in the sand and Similar to your gym experience, uh, one of the sailors is making too much fucking noise because he's so tired from all the rowing you just <laughs> Just made that connection. Fuck. <laughs> so, he's being an obnoxious asshole, and they really need to be quiet, so Rainy tells him to shut up. And he starts loudly protesting against her. She pulls out her fucking German pistol, which I imagine she is lifted from either a prisoner or a corpse. And shoves it between his eyes and tells him to shush. Shut the fuck up. (laughs) And I loved that. I loved it so much. (sighs) It was a life and death scenario, too. She wasn't even out of line in any way. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. God. Idiots. Idiots. Um, Fucking idiots. So they wait for a little bit and then someone comes out of the shadows and it is a young woman. And she and Rainy exchange the secret code, something about tortoises. Um, yeah, where do you find the tortoise in the sea? Is it in season? It's always in season. Ketchup, mustard, all that shit. Yeah, um, <laughs> and they introduce themselves, and they're both probably using fake names. Rainy's using a fake name. And the sailors dump off all of her stuff, and this is like counterfeit money, a radio, TNT, guns and ammo. All that good shit. Um, And she and Marie loaded into a truck. The truck drives them into Foras, French town, um, and drops them off outside of a shitty tin shack on the bank of a river. And Rainy takes note of the location and she notices some deep tire tracks just outside, which could not have been made by the truck that just dropped them off. So she kind of files that away for later. Um, and she puts her hands behind her head. They go in. She is immediately frisked by some dude. And he finds the gun and the knife she has strapped on under her dress. And then she's introduced to two men. One is a younger dude named Etienne. 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 Um, this is Marie's brother. And there's an older gentleman named Monsieur Faisal. Your guess um, is as good as mine on that one. You're the French! You're the French. Yeah, I am the French. All of them. <laughs> You're the entire French. I am the entire, entire of the French. Etienne. What's Etienne. 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 Uh, anyway, this guy's name translates to Mr. Pheasant, and Rainey's like, yeah, these are definitely code names. Um, so the older guy's like, nice presence. Hey, you're a woman. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, you're a smuggler. And he's like, oh, how'd you figure that out? And she, like, does that, like, Sherlock Holmes deduction thing. She lists all the indicators and that led her to the conclusion. And this impresses Faisal. And he welcomes her to France and they all pour some drinks. And then they get down to brass tacks about why Rainy is there. 
She wants to know about Das Reich, which is a big German tank division, and she wants to basically know what condition the division is in, and basically how fast it'll take them to head north, um, which is going to severely fuck up the invasion plan that the Allies have in store. Etienne says they can get her to... I'm gonna fuck this name up. Limoges? Limoges? How's it spelled? L-I-M-O-G-E-S. Assume like Limoges, Limoges. Like I don't know. Let's go to Limoges. Uh, Limoges. Limoges. Um, the and at this Limoges, there is allegedly a bunch of Panzers that are just hiding undercover. They will travel by boat up the river, and Rady and Etienne will pretend to be engaged, and Marie will accompany them as a chaperone, so Rady doesn't have to worry about unbecoming advances or whatever the fuck. Um. Limoges? Would it be Limoges? 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 Limoges sounds more right. Limoges. I'm, I'm, ta- I'm walking it back. Limoges is what I'm going to go with. Limoges? Okay. okay, sorry. Yes, married I'm into couple. That. They're being yes. a married couple. Thank you for being French. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> I'm from Canada. <laughs> There's French up there. There are. <laughs> That's the only reason I'm holding out a little oh. bit of superiority. But oh. let me tell you. I'm a fucking idiot. <laughs> Listen, I took a Latin, okay? <laughs> Latin? Latin. <laughs> a joke oh that anyone who's seen School of Rock in the last decade <laughs> will love. <laughs> and no one else. Email us yeah. at com. Talk to us about School of Rock. Hell yeah, movie. let's plug this podcast now. Hell yeah. Just because we we're doing it doesn't mean we can't plug it. <laughs> and we're synonymous. Check out our podcast. Hell yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh. oh, God. Then Etienne starts mansplaining about how dangerous this mission will be. And she has no idea what the Gestapo does to prisoners. And she, like... She, like, grabs this lantern that's in the middle of the table, moves it closer to her, and starts showing them the fucking scars and the marks on her body from her imprisonment and her fucked up collarbone. And she's like, bitch, I know exactly what the Gestapo does to prisoners. And Etienne and Marie are absolutely horrified, and they are like, whoa. And Faison leans forward and kind of touches her collarbone very gently and then he shows her the back of his hand where he is missing fingernails. And Rainy knows this is a favorite method of Nazi torturers. And he tells the other two to pour them two more glasses of cognac. And he and Rainy just have this silent toast between them. They don't say anything because they don't need to. And then finally he says, all right, get moving. Ah! Holy shit. So fucking cool. Oh, God. Damn. He went from, like, you're a woman, I don't have to respect you, to, like, okay, you, like, you've seen some shit, I yeah. respect you. I fucking love that. To, like, we are we are brothers in this war. <laughs> you and me, we're not so different. Yeah. Oh, my God. God. So cool. Rainy is uh, so fucking cool. You know, she's going on another scary mission, I don't like it. Yeah. I mean, she's, she's gonna fucking... If Gestapo comes up, tries to kill her, she's going to fucking kill them first. She's yeah. going to be like, uh-uh, bitch, not again. Nope. No mas. No mas. Yeah. I just, I'm, I'm scared, but I'm excited to see, like, 
her in action having been in like the worst situation yeah and like see how it affects her and how it changes Mm -hmm. her interaction because like she hasn't become like less observant or anything like she's just become she just has an edge to her that's yeah interesting god oh shit yikes all right brangy next Frangie Mar. Frangie Mar. Alright, we cut to Frangie, who is killing a man dead. Just kidding, she's standing in the middle of a hall of bunks on a massive stinky ship, and the guy in question has been massively seasick for 48 hours, and he is begging her for some medical-grade alcohol to help ease his woes, and she's like, absolutely fucking not, that is not going to help you, I cannot help you, and she is barely holding her own vomit in. Um... She makes a point to describe, like, the ship is, like, the water's still, but the ship's just kind of, like, moving in a way that's just, like, wrecking everyone's shit. And it just, it reeks, and it's it's a bad fucking time. Um, so she basically, like, mocks this guy for a little bit, and everybody laughs at him, and then she leaves and goes onto the upper deck so she can throw up in peace. As one does. As one does. You gotta, sometimes you gotta. Sometimes you gotta. There's this also amazing moment where she's throwing up over the side of the ship. She sees a ship next to them and she sees some other guy throwing up on his ship and they both just kind of look at each other and nod. <laughs> yep. I fucking love that. I love that so much. It's like oh my God. such a moment of camaraderie. Like, <laughs> yep, we're all just going to puke stuff. together. Yeah. <laughs> we're all, we puke together. Oh my God. Yep. So as she's finishing up with her vomiting, um, some dude wanders up to her and he's like, oh, you're down with the sickness too, huh, Doc? Um, this is Sergeant Tommy Moore. Frangie doesn't like this guy. He is historically pretty sexist and he has this superiority complex, um, even though she is the one with the fucking silver star. She's the one that's been in battle. Yeah. And this guy has done jack shit. Absolute jack shit. Fucking mediocre men everywhere. Everywhere. (sighs) And then she talks a little bit about, like, the pecking order of just everything. White men at the top, black men are more or less equal to white women, and then black women are at the bottom. Which is, like... Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, This is so frustrating. Yeah. Yeah, and apparently even more has to not defer to any white draftee, but even if he outranks them, but, like, it, it, it like, rank doesn't really matter. Right. When, like, there's other factors that are making it, like, idiotic. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. I'm explaining this great. <laughs> you are. No, you, you're explaining it perfectly. Like, that's exa- exactly what Franchi was yeah. saying. Like Yeah. There's a whole social pecking order that's working alongside the military rank. Yeah. And then I think later she goes on to be like, there's also kind of a pecking order between like who has seen shit Mm -hmm. and done shit and who hasn't. Yeah. So it's all like very, very complicated. Um, But yeah. Uh, So yeah, Moore starts talking to her. He's like, so do you think we're ever going to get out of here and leave port? Um, and then he goes on to say, like, his boys are kind of scared about all of the German panzers 
and they have better equipment and training than they than the Americans have had. And Frangie quickly realizes that he's confiding in her because he is scared and that she is a veteran who has seen combat and he's looking for reassurance. And she tries to tell him that, like, oh, you know, the, a lot of the wounds are superficial, even though she knows that's not true. And she thinks about all the horrible shit that she's seen so far. Um, and he finally admits that the thing he's most scared of is burning alive inside of a tank. Even Actually, especially if it's by a white phosphorus round. Um, and Frangie is, like, looking for a way out of his conversation. She's like, I'm very uncomfortable um, and he's just like going on and on. And he's basically saying if she ever finds him burning to death, he would really like to overdose on morphine. And she kind of stops. She's like, listen, I am not God. I am supposed to keep you alive, not kill you. And then he kind of stiffens up and he says like, oh, well, I don't expect you to understand you being a woman and all. And Frangie is like, all right, goodbye. And just fucking walks away. Just walks away, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Ugh. And she's so fucking proud of herself. As she should be. I, yes. She's proud. I'm proud. You're proud. We're all proud. Yes. Fucking walk away. And, like, she reflects on the fact that her natural state is to defer to everyone. Her parents, her pastor, her teachers, men, and most importantly, like, white people. Like, this is her natural state of being. And... She's, like, never done anything like that before. And she's so freaking proud of herself that she almost beefs it walking down the stairs into the tank hold. <laughs> so close. She's so close. Oh, God, if that ain't a mood. Right? No, as if we haven't all done that, like, too. I'm so fucking cool. Whoop, boof. Here I go. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> um, so she kind of looks around the tank hold. A little bit and all the tanks have different names and one of them is called nat turner and she thinks about how the old frangie would have disapproved of that name because someone's being really cheeky um but the new frangie is amused by it because she's kind of taken in some of the stuff that harder's been saying about like racism and and you know how that's not cool yeah um so then she heads back to her bunk and pulls out her most recent letter from home, which her mother reports that Frenchie's father has been feeling not well lately, um, kind of to the point where he's actually going to the doctor and she knows that he has to be really bad off in order to go to the doctor. Um, so she prays for him and for her brothers and her mother. And thinking back to her most recent conversation, she also prays for Sergeant Moore. And then she kind of just dwells on the fact that everybody is just waiting for news about when the invasion is going to happen and ultimately if they're going to live or die. She tries to fall asleep, but sleep is just not coming. And then a loudspeaker starts blaring and she hears people running to their stations. It is early morning of June 6th, 1944. That's where we end this part. Holy shit. <laughs> yikes. Yikes. Yikes, 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 yikes. 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 <sighs> I'm so Walk proud away of from the man. Yeah, yes. I'm so proud of Frangie. Oh, and, like, God. It's so she's talking about all these different like social like pecking order things in there. But there is also like on top of all of that, there's this whole other layer of like a man coming to a woman to like help 
you know, comfort me and like do this for yeah. me. Yeah. On top of the rank thing, on top of the the fucking black soldier, white soldier thing, on like on top of everything, and mm-hmm. like the I fucking love the level of empowerment it took to be like, I don't have to do this for you. Goodbye. Like, oh, fuck you, go frangy. Fuck. So it's just yeah, and like the amount of times that I've wanted to do something like that. And couldn't. Mm-hmm. Like, and, you know, occasionally I will, and I walk away, and I'm like, that was fucking sweet! I can't believe I just did that! That was awesome! Like, yeah. It's the just... amount of conversations I get trapped in in any given Ugh. week. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, God, it's just... We could just leave. We can just leave. We should take it from Frangie. You can just leave. And no one can stop you. No one can stop you. And if they try, punch them in the fucking face because they're a creep. (laughs) Oh, God. I just... I love the amount of just, like, storming out of conversations that are shitty in this book so far. Yeah. Yep. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. God. I'm so excited. I'm so excited oh. about all of this. And I think every single one of them barely touched on it. But, like, in every chapter, there was just this little hint of, like, they all chose to go back into the shit. Like, mm-hmm. Rio mentions the conversation with Rainy. Rainy, of course, we know from the last book was told, like, you're excused. And she's immediately in this mission. And then uh, Frangie, too, she mentions that she chose to go with a certain division because she got more freedom than she would being mm-hmm. back at the hospital. And that was really important to her. And it, like, it was just cool because, like, Frangie especially, we haven't heard much area. Like, she hasn't had a lot of choices thus yeah. far. So that was just, that was another cool thing. I really liked Yeah. That. Yeah. Like, oh, man. They've all just been through fucking hell and they're <laughs> yeah. still doing this shit yep and they're like we still owe something else we still have something else to contribute something else to give and it's yeah. like damn yeah. god oh man when fucking when strand was like Rio, you'd be a natural at selling bonds and she was like yeah they offered me the position fuck you <laughs> i'm sorry i love them all i love them all they're all great they're all amazing and oh. i'm i was so bummed like that i had to stop <laughs> especially sorry. on that cliffhanger no don't be sorry this is it's how it's it's how it's chunked up it's how we have to do it yeah that's it was a good place just, to stop actually it was an amazing place to stop like what a fucking cliffhanger oh man oh no i'm also like just so incredibly I don't like I don't even know if I I not impressed cuz I it's not it's like I it's expected almost but like I fucking love that these books keep picking up steam. Like the yeah. more we go, the more intense and amazing they get. And like yeah. oh, it's just so good. Oh my god. And like there's so much of World War 2 and there's so much that these characters are doing off screen Mm -hmm. and like 
like nothing feels abrupt about it. No. Like all the progression we've seen just all feels very natural and feels very logical and Yeah. And you're right, they are picking up steam, like we're getting to the end of the war. It's gonna be it's gonna be nuts. It's gonna be fucking crazy. Oh my god. I so hope we get like an after the war though. <laughs> like we really need it. Yeah. Oh, and like in this in this alternate universe, like how does this affect women's rights moving forward? Like, how does this mm-hmm. affect mm-hmm. the perception of women moving forward? Yeah. The, so, yes, I need that question answered. I also just realized when we were saying we need the after the war that there's not going to be any happy endings. And I wonder how dark he's going to go because we can't go that dark in animorphs right it still is a middle grade book yeah there are no such hang-ups here right shit shit like oh man oh man and we open the book with stamp man the guy the that was in the the what house mean, that burned down we, yeah but what, what do you mean we? no like book one like it, it was back in book one like that's oh, who rainy oh. or, uh, <laughs> we this book. no we did not open this book with oh, it. okay i meant yeah, like yeah. way back in book one like we got introduced to him like so early on mm-hmm. oh no uh... <laughs> oh no if branchy doesn't become a doctor i'm gonna kill 30 men <laughs> Yeah, all the ones from this book. Yeah, yeah. All dead. Yep. (laughs) Jack can stay. BB can stay. Cole Cole gets a pass. Everyone else gone. Yep. Stick. Yeah, okay. Stick's fine. Oh, God. (laughs) Oh, no. Shit. Oh, my God. This is so intense. I know. I just want to know what happened. I know. Me too. Gotta gotta savor this one. Yeah. Oh, this is gonna be so good. Mm. What else? I think I left it all out on the table, honestly. <laughs> I think we've raged enough at I, Strand fucking Braxton. I think there was a five minute rant where I'm not sure if I breathe through any of it. <laughs> I love those rants. Oh god. <laughs> should we should we sign off? I think we should do this thing. Sweet. Uh, what did we ask them for in the middle of the episode? Uh, the write to us at anonymousanimorphs at gmail.com. Tell us about how much you love School of Rock. Yes. And also, what language you took in high school. And what language you took in high school and why it was Latin. 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 <laughs> um, you can also write about your love of School of Rock to uh, Andalite Bandalites, which is our Facebook page, or Animorphs Anonymous. We have both those Facebook pages and Apple Grant Book Club on facebook or you can do it to at animorphs anon on twitter or apple grant cast on twitter or instagram animorphs anonymous or apple grant cast on instagram all of those places we can receive your commentary about school of rock which is what this podcast is about now oh my god i want to do a school of rock podcast (laughs) okay sorry no no abort oh no we're inventing more podcasts again Oh no. Oh, shit. oh no. Uh 
Do you want to directly talk to us about School of Rock immediately? I do. Because I would like that. Come to our Discord server that we have. That's the Anonymous Animorphs Discord server. You can hit us up on any of our socials. We'll give you the link to that. And you can come talk to us about School of Rock. We also have other things there, like plants and animals and friends and joy and love and support and memes. So come hang out with us. In that order of importance. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. What if I have ventured into the art channel and I think, I love the art that is here. How can I get it from Casey only, please? Oh, no. Uh, Casey, me, um, does art mostly in the form of a webcomic. I make it and I draw it. It's called Beside You. Uh, you can go read it for free at bsideyoucomic.com. Uh, it is also on top of some webtoons. And if you're like, oh my god, this is great. I want to make it happen directly with a, mo- a money that I have to spend. You can go to my Patreon, patreon.com slash kcdstudios. And, and you can like support me making the comic. You will get early access pages. You will get work in progress pages. You will get... Listen, there's some shit coming up that <laughs> is going to be good for the eyes and the soul um, in the form of delicious. So you should uh, stay tuned for that. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> and for the low, low price of $74, okay. you can sign up for Casey's Patreon. <laughs> Patreon.com slash Studios. Yes, perfect. That's the link. And you can listen to the Slater cast, which this week is just a 45-minute rant by Dan talking about My Chemical Romance. It's the most amazing, beautiful thing I've ever heard in my life. It's a work of art. And if you want access to that, you better sign up for the Patreon. (laughs) (laughs) I want access to that. You you have it. It's only $74 a month or whatever. Nice. That's a deal. Y'all better get on that. Yeah, before I raise it back up to like $2,000. <laughs> like the stock market, it fluctuates. It does. It does. Based <laughs> on the demand by the people. The whims and woes of the populace. Yeah. Dan and I also keep a phone that connects to something random. We just pick it up. Because that's what they do at the stock market. And I don't really know what that is. <laughs> but Dan and I just pick it up so, at random. So. And- <laughs> Yeah, exactly. We just scream into the void and then we change the price based off of what we've yelled. It's a complex system we have. You wouldn't get it. Oh my god. Oh my god. Man. Oh shit. Your voice is just so fucking lovely and I want to have it in my head and my ears and my body at all times. Maybe not the body. That sounds weird. I'm so sorry. I wish to resonate through your bones (laughs) with my booming voice. I wish to meditate to your beautiful voice chimes. How else may I find the voice of you? You can do this on other podcasts that I am on. (laughs) And these are podcasts, like we've mentioned before, like Horse Girls, which is where Jenna... Famous Jenna and Appalachian Tim and I. (laughs) (laughs) Appalachian Cryptid Tim. (laughs) Appalachian Cryptid Tim. And I talk about horse girl books, YA horse girl novels. And uh, we do that barely. Mostly we talk about whatever we want and it's amazing and hilarious. And I love it. And we do a horse quiz. I'm very bad at it. It's great. Um, 
So yeah, come check out Horse Girls. And if you sign up for a Patreon there, you can get Horse Girls, which Casey is on, where we talk about Twilight. Hell yeah. It's amazing. It's a good fucking time. It's a great fucking time. Uh, So you can come listen to that. Or if you like Dungeons and Dragons, I'm on an Animorphs D&D live play alternate universe Animorphs thing called Dungeons and Dragon Beams. There's so many words to throw out there for the people that are into the (laughs) D&Ds. I'm like, I play an Animorphs game. And they're like, what edition? It's 5e. Is it is it real universe? No, it's AU. And then, anyways, we're a bunch of other teenager idiots with death wishes that can turn into any animals that we can touch. And I play a character on that show. And she's the best. Her name is Savannah. Come for me. Stay for me. Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I do. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Um, you can also uh, find me on such productions as Gadmus to Crisis or Soup Salad Sandwich. Just check them out. I'm in, I'm in the internet. And soon, there may be oh my God. another. I can't. I can't. I'm so fucking excited. I'm so fucking excited, too. I, oh, God. Someday gonna we'll be like, actually say it and not have to tease it. Oh, my I God. I know. Oh. Not, not, a, not a time super soon, but someday. <laughs> Some fucking day. It's this coming. This is like an 18-month ramp-up. It feels <laughs> like. I love it, though. <laughs> Launching in 2024, probably. 2028. Catch me uh, on the flip side later. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, also, go to our YouTube, where we upload all episodes of Animals Anonymous. Uh, if you want to re-binge that, it's a good time. There's also mm-hmm. art that we've made on there, which is pretty. Um, and that's at Strong Shape International on YouTube. Also, thank you to Jess for our awesome theme music. She's at It's Reese on Twitter. Twitter. The bird site. Yeah, that one. <laughs> the tweet site. The tweet bird site. The bird tweet site. And the bad place. <gasps> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um... I almost said, may the nuts ever stick to your room. <laughs> I'm really channeling the horse girls today. I dig it. I think oh. you should keep going with it. Oh, yeah, no. let's just outro this exactly like horse girls. Like. Oh, God. May the men never escape the dumpster. <laughs> <laughs>